Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. You know, in the world we live in today, we don't have to look very far to see all of the negative influences around us. We can see the negative news, we hear the negative news stories. A world of negativity is constantly awaiting us with a touch of a home screen or the click of a mouse or the press of a button on any of a number of the electronic devices that we have available to us. And and if we're not careful, it becomes extremely easy for us to quickly jump on what I call that quote unquote negative bandwagon. And so the truth of the matter is that we're we're predispositioned to be negative. Why would you say that? I say that because of our sin nature. Because of our sin nature, we're inclined to gravitate towards the negative. And we're just we're truly born this way in our natural state. We're born this way. And just let somebody say something negative about somebody else. And our ears quickly begin to perk up and we hear, you know, automatically kind of what they're saying. We begin to, to tune into what they're saying, especially, again, if it's, it's negative. It, it doesn't take long for negative information, negative rumors, negative gossip to spread. And all we got to do is look at the, um, the reality shows that we have available to us. We, we have the 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, all the different Housewives series from all over the different cities. Right. Um, 60 days in married at first sight, etc., 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 etc. We could go on and on and on. And here's the reality. We see many of us see these shows and we say it's, it's garbage. Or we say, why do people watch this stuff? But the truth of the matter is, guess what? These shows wouldn't exist and shows like them wouldn't exist if it wasn't the audience that was demanding this drama and really locking in and feeding into the negativity. So so where am I going with all of this? I want to reiterate that our natural propensity is to focus on the negative. The question really becomes, though, when life deals us an unexpected blow, when life throws us a cruel turn, do we respond as a victim or do we respond as the victor? And I want to let that sink in for a moment. When life throws us a curve, when life throws us an unexpected turn, when life just deals us a cruel blow, do we respond as a victim or as a victor? And I would even go as far to say is the choice really is up to us. Well, what do I mean by that? Recently, I had the opportunity to speak with a young man who will be graduating this May um, from high school. And, you know, here's a quick recap of this young man's story. From the day that he was born, his mother wanted nothing to do with him. As a matter of fact, his mother said to the father, you take him, right? She said, you take him the the day he was born. And the father was an alcoholic. And so he was in and out of this young man's life. And, um, And even when the father of this young man was around, he was not a positive influence. The fact of the matter is, is his father wound up dying due to complications of his alcohol abuse or his alcoholism about five to six years ago, right? And so now here we are, this young man who uh, is at the ripe old age of 18 and on the verge of graduating from high school. 
And if anybody has good reason or a right to be negative, I would say this young man does. And I'll pause right here and say, but God. Now, what you didn't hear me say about this young man is that he ever spent one day in foster care, nor did he live on the streets, nor did he spend any time in the criminal justice system. He has not spent one minute of his life in any of these places, which would have been so easy to do given his set of, uh, given his, given his set of circumstances. But from the day that he was brought home from the hospital, his grandfather stepped in and was there for him. His grandfather provided a home and shelter for him and a, a safe place for him. His grandfather provided him with food and clothing. And his grandfather made sure that he helped to support all that this kid needed and, and even gave correction to try to keep him on the right track so that he would be in the right grade level and graduate on time. And so his grandfather even went so far as to go to court to petition a court to be designated this young man's legal guardian. However, even having his grandfather there with him throughout his entire life and this young man never not knowing um, what it was to have somebody who loved him and cared for him, this young man is still angry and he's bitter and he's hurt over the fact that his mother, who is still alive and doesn't to this day have very much to do with him, right? And so now to be clear, no one, and I do mean no one can ever replace the idea of what a mother or a father, the idea of a mom and a dad should be in a child's life. They just can't. And so every kid, I haven't met a kid, no matter how horrible their parents may be, a mom or a dad who doesn't like the idea of having a dad or a mom in their life, albeit many of them not so great and some of them are downright terrible, right? And so we were created by God to have this space in our hearts that only a mom and or a dad can fill. We were designed that way. Again, family, I'll have to say, but God, God is so faithful that he will provide that ram in the bush. That's biblical speak for God will provide a substitute or a, a surrogate, right, for whatever we need when we need it. God will send someone to step in in the role of that person who's missing in our life. In the, in the case of um, this young man, it was a father figure. He had his grandfather, but God will send a dad. He'll send a mom. He'll send a coach. He'll send a mentor. He'll send a confidant. He'll send a friend. You name it. Whatever we need, God will put that person. Now, he'll send an auntie, right, who steps in. God will put that person in our lives. Whatever we need to help fill that void of the person who should have been there that wasn't there, the person that we really counted on or thought we could count on that wasn't there at that moment. God always has a ram in the bush. And so we live in a society today where everyone is looking for somebody to blame for their condition. Everybody wants to be a victim. I, my victimhood is worse than your victimhood. My issue is worse than your issue. It's like we're, we're looking and we're waiting for someone to say something that offends us so that we can spring into action and, and go into our victimhood and, and go into our, our, our rage. We'll post something about them. We'll post something about them or the situation we're in. We'll get on our social media platform in order to retaliate or get revenge will air our dirty laundry out in the public into the atmosphere for all the world to see and once it's out there we can't take it back and it just truly feels like we're in an age where the majority of people subscribe to what I call and it's not me I didn't make it up but this victim mentality or they identify with some disaffected or some disgruntled or some disillusioned or some resentful group or group of people. And let me be totally clear. 
I am by no means saying that we should ignore the reality of our situation or we should ignore the reality of the hurts or the pains that were caused us. That's not what I'm saying. The young man that I spoke about absolutely has a right to um to his anger and his bitterness because he had an extraordinarily difficult childhood. His upbringing has not been ideal. He's he has the right to feel the way that he 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 does. We absolutely must acknowledge that you have the right to feel the way that you do. The pain, the hurt, the anguish. Yes, you must acknowledge it because if you don't, at some point it's going to surface, and many times it explodes or it surfaces at the least inopportune moment. So we have the right to feel the way that we feel. We have the right to 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 do that. That's not what I'm saying. But however, what I would say is. In spite of the odds being significantly stacked against this young man from birth, here he is about to graduate from high school. That's something to be thankful for right there. We need to give God praise even for the small victories, right? And I encouraged him to be grateful for the fact that he has a grandfather still alive, still able to help him and to care for him that's been there for him and with him every step of the way. And I challenged him to focus on the blessings he has instead of dwelling on what he doesn't have. Because if we dwell on what we don't have, if we dwell on the negatives, it can take us down a black hole that makes it difficult for us to get out. And we miss the joys and the blessings. We miss the rams in the bush. We miss the opportunities to see what God has in store for us because we're so intent on focusing on what we don't have. We're so intent on focusing on our negativity of the situation. And so that's the purpose of this week's podcast is to help us to remind us that we need to focus on the positive and look at the blessings and look at the little rams in the bush and the blessings that God has placed in our lives, even in spite of the situations that we might be in, right? I pray the purpose of the podcast this week is I pray that it provokes us to be intentional about looking for the positives in every situation. And let me start by taking the time to thank God for the simple things of each and every day. The fact that we wake up and we recognize what day of the week it is and we recognize what month we're in and what year and what, you know, what's going on around us. The fact that he has given us shelter no matter how big or how small, whether we're in Buckhead or Bankhead, it doesn't matter that God has given us shelter. Thank God we have food to eat, whether we're eating from Whole Foods or whether we're eating from Aldi's. It really doesn't matter, right? Because God has given us the food to eat. And whether it's organic or whether it's uh, fast food or whether, again, it's from Kroger or Publix, the fact is we have food to eat and we've got food in our refrigerator. Thank God for the sunshine or the rain or the cold or the heat. Whatever it is, we thank God, right? Because, again, those are the small blessings that we're able to experience and and acknowledge. And I hear you. I hear you. You may be saying, well, Brother Tony, you don't know. I just been diagnosed with cancer or diabetes or high blood pressure or a heart disease or whatever it is. The response should still be, yes, I hear what the diagnosis is. But God, I thank you that you are a healer. Right. And you may also be saying, well, my child is in jail or my child is having difficulties in school or my child is this or my child is that. Again, the response should be, thank you, Lord. My child is in your hands and I commit my child to you wherever they may be, whatever the situation or whatever the circumstance. Lord, I commit my child to you and I pray that you would turn their hearts towards you. Lord, I pray that you would cover them. Right. The point is this. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Right. The point is this. It is quite easy for us to get caught up in the wave of negativity. 
But as believers, as believers, as believers, as people who know who Christ is, as people who recognize what Christ did for us at Calvary, we have to look for the hope and the positive in every situation. Why do I say that? I don't seem to be able to get away from Romans 8.28. You know it by now. I've said it so many times on this podcast. Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And one of my brothers in Christ sends out daily inspirations. He's so faithful about doing this and I love it. And so one of these really caught my attention and it's so appropriate for this week's podcast. And this is what it said. It said, or it read, it didn't say anything, but it read, when I'm faced with fear, I will focus on my faith. When I'm faced with rejection, I will rely on God's unconditional love. When I'm faced with revenge, in other words, when I have the opportunity to take revenge, I will extend mercy. When I'm faced with despair, I will meditate on the joy of the Lord. And when I'm faced with uncertainty, I will trust in the Lord. Family, I want to make it very clear. There are times when we will be victims. There are times when we will suffer racism and discrimination and bigotry and prejudice. There are times that many of us have suffered abuse at the hands of someone who's supposed to love us or care for us, whether it's physical abuse or mental abuse or sexual abuse or verbal abuse. There are times we didn't get the promotion or the job or the increase because of nepotism or favoritism. There are times where the doctor has diagnosed cancer or diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease. you name it, you name it, you name it. There are times that life hits us with things that we cannot control and we can't always control what happens to us. But here's where I draw the distinction as a believer. While I might be a victim in this particular situation or while I might be victimized in this situation or why I might suffer hurt or loss in this situation, I do not see myself with a victim mentality. I just don't. I never see myself with a victim mentality. Yes, the event happened and we acknowledge it. Yes, the offense occurred and we must acknowledge it. Yes, the doctor has given the diagnosis. Yes, the judge or the lawyers have said, this is the likely outcome of this case. But I do not let what man says dictate the outcome or that experience, or that, or that diagnosis, or that situation define who I am, or the course that God has set for my life, because I know that by the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit that's working in me, according to Romans 8 and 37, again, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it reads, yet all, yet in all these things, What are all these things? You name whatever the things are. You name whatever the situation or the circumstances. But the word of the Lord says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And one of the things I always think about, no matter the trial or the tribulation or the test or the challenges or the diagnoses or the outcome that I face is I go back to Psalm 139 and 14. And it reads, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well family when i'm feeling doubt when i'm feeling insecure when i'm feeling overwhelmed i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works god you made me so i must be marvelous and that is in my soul so i know it very well 
And the last thing, the last thing, the last one, the last scripture I have for you, well, not the last scripture, but in this vein, I think of Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Listen, God has a plan. God knows the thoughts that he thinks for us, and they are to give us peace and not evil, to give us future and a hope. My brothers and my sisters, I want to encourage you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you may be going through, no matter what has happened in your life, no matter the challenges, the struggles, the diagnoses, the the, the judgments, the verdicts, whatever it is, we are still by the blood of Jesus to be bearers of light and ambassadors of hope in a world full of negativity. That is our charge. And I challenge each one of you that may be in despair or maybe not thinking highly of yourself to remember what the word of the Lord says about us in Psalm 139 and 14 and Jeremiah 29 and 11, right? And I'll close with this, Romans 15 and 13. This is my prayer for you. This is my hope. And it's nothing more than what the short of what God desires for us. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, my brothers and my sisters, we as believers are to have hope in every situation. Why? Because we know that our hope is not in us. Our hope is not in man, but our hope is in Christ and the spirit of the living God who dwells inside of us. My brothers and my sisters, be hopeful in every situation. Let your light shine. Be hopeful knowing that it's all going to work out. Be hopeful knowing that God has plans for you. Be hopeful knowing that every situation is going to work out for your good. In Jesus' name. And so remember, family, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.